You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Welcome to The Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, bringing you the most uncommon content around. Well, listeners, I don't know about you, but now that Christmas and New Year's have come and gone, it's no longer holiday season. It just kind of feels like winter, right? I live in Des Moines, Iowa, and the temperature is dropping into teens and single digits. We're currently getting deluged by a snow squall. Yes, that's a word that I just learned from the Weather Channel. And people are also battling colds and sickness. The winter blues are certainly starting to set in. In my conversations with people, there's seems to be a collective sense that we now just have to get through the next 10 weeks and pray that the groundhog doesn't see its shadow. And that's got me wondering, how can we reframe this season that's often marked by a general sense of malaise and despondency and put the win, W-I-N, in winter? If you're a regular listener of self-improvement podcasts, you may be familiar with the idea of separation season. This refers to generally this time of year, late December through January, when people have met their year-end quotas, they're groggy with the holiday hangover, and generally taking their foot off the gas in terms of their personal and professional growth. So it's an opportunity for those of us striving to be uncommon to get intentional and aggressive in our growth. When others are hunkering down because the cold has sapped their energy and motivation, we can separate ourselves and put the win in winter, and I want to unpack five ways that we can do so. The first way is to embrace the cold. Now, I know this right off the bat is going to trigger some people, and I'll be honest, I've lived in Iowa my entire life, and up until about a year ago, I loathed the cold. I hated being outside during the winter. I'd get from my house to my car as quickly as possible without slipping on the ice and I never willingly exposed myself to cold conditions. But my perspective really changed after doing my first cold plunge up in Minneapolis last winter. Myself and four others went to a place that's now called Sauna Strong, where we did a breath-focused workout, followed by a cold plunge in like 34-degree water, as well as some sauna sessions. And I've shared that on a couple of our previous episodes. You can check it out. But for me, doing that cold plunge brought a mindset shift. I felt empowered to sit in the cold water and actually enjoy it. Today, I no longer dread cold water, but I actually look forward to challenging myself and I continue to do cold plunges. And I've grown to not mind the cold outdoors as a result. So winters are more tolerable for me. I actually choose to be active outside and I'm going to share some of those activities in a moment. Additionally, the health benefits don't hurt. So cold water submersion or even cold showers stimulate the blood cells that fight off infection, the leukocytes, I believe, and can protect you from circulating viruses. You know, I've had family members, including my wife and one of our boys, that have been battling head and chest colds for a couple weeks, and I've yet to get sick this winter. 
And I don't even think I got sick last winter. And I just feel like that can't all be coincidence. So I do attribute some of that to the cold showers that I take every day. Maybe you're not ready to jump into cold water just yet. But one simple thing you could do is just drive with your windows down in the winter. Or just go for short walks in the cold to build up your tolerance. It's really mind over matter. And as you prove your grit to yourself, you'll just want more and more. I also want to touch on sauna. So adding heat exposure will not only make cold exposure more bearable, but sauna provides many health benefits, including reducing stress and inflammation, improving blood flow and reducing risk of cardiovascular disease, including high blood pressure and stroke. And so if you can pair cold exposure with heat exposure, uh, it really is a, a superpower. Lastly, in order to truly embrace the cold, I think it's crucial to harness the power of your breath. So if you've never experienced cold water submersion, it literally takes your breath away. Your natural response will be to take quick, shallow breaths, but it's vital to control your breathing, breathe through the pain. And whether you practice the Wim Hof method or box breathing or some other variation, a good rule of thumb is to take slow, deep belly breaths in through the nose and then slow exhales. And as you exhale, you're pushing your belly out Uh, pushing out that air and harnessing your breath will slow your heart rate and help you stay calm so you can not only endure but enjoy the cold and that works in cold water but it also just works if you're outside shoveling or if you're going on a walk in the winter for me I like to go on on rucks in the woods in the winter and I try to be very mindful of my my breathing and it, it certainly helps that is the first way to win the winter is to embrace the cold the second way to win the winter don't hunker down get out of your house. Living in Iowa, when the temperature gets into the 20s or lower, you really don't see many people enjoying outdoor recreation, except for those few crazy joggers. We've all seen them before. But once spring rolls around and the temperatures rise into the the 40s, it's like everyone comes out of the woodwork to run, walk, bike, sunbathe. Just kidding. But there's this mass exodus of people trying to shake off the cabin fever that sets in over the winter. And going back to our Elevate retreat in Minneapolis last winter, one thing that really struck me from just driving around Minneapolis for the weekend was seeing so many people that were outside, even when the temperatures were in the 20s. You know, people were still jogging, walking their dogs, they were cross-country skiing. Winter is a way of life up there, and they truly do embrace it. And I just couldn't help but think, man, you do not see this in Iowa. And seeing people thrive outside in the winter stuck with me and challenged my paradigm of how I relate to the cold. And since that time, I've made the conscious choice to try to enjoy outdoor recreation during the winter. One thing that I've started doing, as I mentioned, is to go rucking. So I purchased a weighted backpack several months ago, and I have two plates that total 45 pounds. So I found some great trails through the woods at a nearby park. And I only really have to go two two miles to get a great workout. 40 minutes outside in nature, especially when you're walking in this, you're just trudging, plodding through the snow. It's almost like walking in sand in a way. Like it's, it's difficult. And you're out in nature, breathing in crisp, cold air, getting exercise. Plus, it just gives me time to think and pray. So it's really great for my overall health. So my question for you is what can you do outside during the winter? Can you go for a 20-minute walk, walk your dog, go for a run? Maybe you even get into rucking. Just pick something and try to do it a couple times a week. 
And now that my boys are two and three and a half, they're old enough to enjoy playing outside in the cold. So I'm trying to be intentional to still take them to the parks or even hang out in our backyard just to let them shovel or build a snowman. Recently came up with the goal to build an igloo with them this winter. Keep you posted on that. Another way that you can get out of your house is just to try winter sports. Can you go play ice hockey? I did curling with a group of friends that was that was indoors at a, on an ice rink, but certainly you could try to do that outdoors. Did dog sledding up in Minneapolis. That was a blast. But a more practical thing might be something like snowshoeing or cross-country skiing. Just do a quick Google search to see what's available. If there's There's probably some clubs or groups that are already doing these activities. Or if you can't find a group to do it with, just get some cheap secondhand equipment. Find just one other friend that you that can join you and you might just discover, you know, a brand new hobby. Another thing that's important when it comes to getting out of the house is continuing to prioritize relationships and social interaction. In the cold, dark months of winter, the default for many people is to be reclusive. They aren't connecting with friends or family as much. They're not seeing or engaging with people as often. Fortunately for myself and our family, like we're a part of our church. Our church puts a high premium on community. So in addition to our Sunday services, we also have our Sunday evening connection group where we're gathering with other couples and families just for for dinner and fellowship. I also meet with a Thursday morning men's coffee and prayer group. My wife is intentional to schedule regular kids play dates with, with friends. And maybe if you're not part of a church or you want to supplement church with other social gatherings, you know, what clubs or community groups could you explore? There are groups for virtually every interest and hobby out there. So again, just do a quick Google search, go try something. You know, I'm about a year into my CrossFit practice and community has been a big reason why I've stuck with it. I've met some great people at my 6am workout and it's just awesome that we all push each other to grow in our strength and our fitness. So if you don't currently have a community, but you have an idea of something you'd like to do with others, be the one to start it. And that could be as easy as creating a Facebook group and just inviting some of your friends. And then the last way for you to get out of your house is just to go somewhere new. Many people like to travel to warmer climates during the winter, and I certainly don't blame them. But travel doesn't have to be an elaborate tropical vacation. Certainly, if you can do that, more power to you. But you could explore a nearby city or town, even check out some local locations. My wife and I prioritize going to our city's botanical garden at least once during the winter, mainly because it's a chance for us to get out of the cold and into what feels like a warm tropical climate. It it honestly feels like summer when you walk in and there's birds and flowers and like there's bugs and just a chance for us to escape the harsh winter, even for an hour, does wonder for our souls. So again, resist the urge to hunker down and get out of the house. The third way to win the winter is turn off the TV and stimulate your mind. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is a bummer when the sun starts going down at 4.30. It feels like nighttime, time to wind down, which for me often means sitting on the couch watching TV or movies. But I'm trying to be more proactive with reading in the evenings. Reading is, is great for beating the winter blues because it stimulates your mind, boosts your mood, and can even offer a brief escape from reality depending on what you're reading. You could create a reading list and compete with yourself 
to complete it before the spring. Some other indoor hobbies and activities might you might consider, maybe you're into arts and crafts, puzzles, board games, knitting, woodworking, cooking, baking, painting, drawing, or learning a new language. Stop and, and do a quick exercise, a journal exercise, and just write down all the indoor things you could think of and what's one new thing that maybe you've never done and prioritize that this winter. Quick note on puzzles. I had not put a puzzle together for years until like two weeks ago. I visited my sister one evening and they were working on a 300-piece puzzle. Child's play, I know. And candidly, it had been a stressful evening with our kids. So when I saw the puzzle, I think just subconsciously I needed like a mental escape. And I just locked into this puzzle and finished it relatively quickly. So then they busted out a 500-piece Marvel puzzle. And again, I locked in. I was super focused. I really wasn't talking or interacting much. Thankfully, my parents were there, so they occupied our kids. And it was just a good mental escape for me. It took a couple hours, but we ended up finishing that puzzle too. And so that really piqued my interest in puzzles. And then I ended up borrowing a thousand-piecer from a friend. So the following Saturday, that's literally all I did, sun up to sundown. I finished this 1,000-piece dog park puzzle, except for the one piece that was missing at the end. I couldn't believe it. Maybe you've been there. But I was utterly puzzled and left to pick up the pieces of my broken heart. Sorry, that's my puzzle pun. But dad jokes aside, if you can proactively stimulate your mind and learn new things, then you just might win the winter. Fourth way to win the winter, prioritize your health. We've already been talking about our health through all this, but just to get more granular and focused, regular exercise and movement, it should come as no surprise that most people are less active during the winter than at any other period in the year. This inactivity is directly correlated with the winter blues. One of the main reasons why activity decreases in the winter is people look out their window and it's not appealing. You see the snow, you see the wind blowing, you see the temperature, and it's just easier to stay inside. But what health benefits are we actually forfeiting by remaining sedentary indoors? Outdoor activity during the winter can actually result in burning more calories than in warmer seasons due to a need for additional energy expenditures to heat the body. Additional benefits of outdoor winter activity include increased production of immune bodies, higher oxygenation of the brain, boosted endorphins that protect against winter malaise, and finally, by continuing your outdoor physical activity during the winter, that's going to help you actually maintain your cardio health and your strength so that you can resume activity seamlessly once the spring arrives. So my question again for you is, how will you stay active this winter, whether inside or outside? Sign up for a yoga class, or you could even do yoga in the comfort of your own living room. You could do a spin class. You could go snowshoeing, build an igloo, have a snowball fight. Again, my current activity of choice is rucking, so just going for an hour-long walk through the woods is an amazing activity for my physical and mental health. Another thing my wife and I are doing this winter is a dance class. So we're taking a bachata and salsa dance class at the local dance studio. And that, again, is just another excuse for us to get out of the house, but also move our bodies. The next way to prioritize your health during the winter is healthy eating. Maintain a balanced diet, rich in vitamins and nutrients to support and boost your immune system. 
since sun exposure is limited in the winter, you can actually replace some of your depleted vitamin D with foods like fatty fish, egg yolks, mushrooms, fortified dairy products, and cod liver oil if you want to be really weird. I think it's also important to monitor alcohol consumption. I just did an episode on on the benefits of dry January. Drinking really increases in the winter. There's colder weather, fewer daylight hours are correlated with increased alcohol consumption. And a study by the organization Back Track, BAC Track, found that between December 1st and March 31st, the average BAC spikes above 0.06%, nearly 75% of the days which is higher than any other time of the year. Reasons for this increase in alcohol consumption include, obviously obviously we're celebrating the holidays around Christmas and New Year's. There's a rise in depression like seasonal affective disorder, a false sense of warmth. So alcohol is a vasodilator as it increases blood flow to the skin. It will help you feel less cold. And then cabin fever. Feeling stuck inside leads to boredom and as a result, binge drinking. But as I already touched on, you're only stuck inside if you choose to be, so get out of the house. Along with limiting alcohol consumption, you need to stay hydrated. Drinking water isn't as top of mind in the winter because it's it's not hot out and we're not sweating as much. So subconsciously, many of us forget about the importance of daily hydration. But yeah, you need to be drinking upwards of a gallon every day. Ultimately, prioritizing your health during the winter That's going to motivate you to stay active during the day, which in turn is going to contribute to your sleep because you'll go to bed physically tired and enjoy sound sleep. So that was the fourth way to win the winter is prioritize your health. The fifth way to win the winter is to get up early. And this is just overall a great way to separate yourself from the common masses. I totally understand that it's difficult to get up when it's cold and dark out. Because your bed is warm and comfy and you just know the moment I take the blankets off, I'm going to be, I'm going to feel some cold. But you need to do it anyways. And a few benefits of getting up early, especially in the winter, it will boost your mental health as you prioritize self-care. By getting early morning sunlight exposure, you can regulate your circadian rhythm and enjoy better mood and energy levels. Getting up early can lead to increased productivity as most people are more mentally fresh in the early hours. So take time to read, journal, pray, practice what we what we refer to as productive pause, just taking time to be still and get your mind right first thing in the day. It's going to set you up for a successful day. You think I want to get up at 5.15 in the winter to go outside and drive to my workout at 6 a.m.? Not really. And honestly, like every morning there's that mental crossroads where I think, man, I could really just stay in in bed right now and I'll just go tomorrow. But it's a win just to show up. And I think when I show up to my class and there's, I see the other people in it, we kind of just look and we know like it was a win that we even showed up here. So that's that, that's like a first initial victory. Maybe you're thinking, yeah, Ryan, that sounds great. Like I would love to get up early, but you have no idea how hard it is. First of all, I do. It's been something, a discipline that I've had to grow in over years and years. But what if I told you there are some things you can do that will actually help you get up early? Here are some of those things. You can create a consistent bedtime routine. So shut the screen off to limit blue light exposure before sleep. Set a wind down routine about 30 minutes before your planned bedtime. So you can do something relaxing. Read, journal, do some 
you know, low impact stretching. Uh, you can enjoy a nice warm bedtime drink like some non-caffeinated herbal tea. And this last one is, is a great thing that you can do. Have a morning routine incentive. Plan an enjoyable morning routine so that you have something to look forward to. What is something that you could plan for to be the first thing you do when you get up that you'll actually go to bed excited about? Maybe you love reciting affirmations or doing breath work or stretching, some yoga. Maybe you have access to a cold tub or sauna and that'll be the first thing you do. Having that to look forward to is going to make going to sleep all the more worthwhile. You'll want to do it because you'll want to be rested up so you can enjoy that thing first thing in the morning. Those are your five ways to win the winter. Again, they are embrace the cold. Don't hunker down. Get out of the house. Turn off the TV and stimulate your mind. Prioritize your health. And get up early. Again, these aren't the only things you can do to win the winter, but if you prioritized these or even just one of them, you would take a big step on winning the winter this year. So as we wrap up this episode, I want to share a quote by Ernest Hemingway who said, there's nothing noble in being superior to your fellow man. True nobility is being superior to your former self. And I always want to emphasize that striving to be uncommon doesn't mean that you're better than anybody. It just means determining to be better than you were to continuously learn, grow, and contribute to the world around you. Yes, there is a time to compete against an opponent, but your greatest opponent is the apathetic version of you that wants to remain comfortable in every way and threatens to rob you of true greatness and fulfillment. So my encouragement to you, listener, and to myself is let us resolve to compete with ourselves this winter to get better each day that we may separate this season by not just surviving, but thriving and winning this winter. Again, I've been your host, Ryan. I want to thank you for listening. Go out and win the winter. Thank you for listening to The Uncommon Podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow, rate, and review, and share our show. And be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com, where you can learn more about our mission, sign up for one of our live experiences, and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.